The Gracious Losers Podcast, episode 18. This is Paul. This is Casey. And um, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. That's right. And there's a lot that's happened, including uh, Casey seeing The Lighthouse. That's right, The Lighthouse. Uh, including a whole bunch of World Series talk with uh, the Nationals beating the odds, beating the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations if you're a Nationals fan out there. Great job. Your team's already been broken up now that Strasburg opted out. Yeah. Might screw the whole thing up. And uh, NBA season like really got in the high gear here. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Blazers today. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL. A um, little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. But Casey, what are we drinking? Um, I think right now we're both drinking the Craig's Knife, right? But I, but I had earlier the Alvarado Street um, IPA from from Alvarado Street called Dream On. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. It's a good one. That's it's a good one. It's very good. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of a brewery that I stumbled upon at Belmont Station. Um, I was there to buy whatever, and this dude walked up to the case and just started grabbing all these singles off the shelf, like just a bunch of them. And I'm watching him. He like took the whole thing, but like maybe two or three, and he walked off, and I think he had like 10, 10 of them. So I'm like, that's interesting. Jesus. So yeah. I grabbed it to look to see what he was grabbing. It was Alvarado Street, which is... Salinas, know, California. Salinas, California. There you go. Um, I was like, well, I'm going to try it. And it was excellent. They had some excellent beers. I've had about maybe four or five of theirs. theirs and um, uh, a few just West Coast IPAs, a few hazies. This one is a this one is a this more of a hazy, which and it's excellent. Um, yeah, I also have one from, from Alvarado Street. It's Plain Trains and IPAs. It's more of an American style. Yeah. Um, IPA. It's really good, though. It's it's, yeah. it's hoppy. It's boozy. It's it's everything you want. Um, is it Chris Knife or Christ Knife? I don't even know. Christ Knife? Oh, no, I always say Chris Knife. Anyway, it's a Fort George beer. It's a yeah. hazy. It's uh, they do it once a year. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. It's 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 beautiful. It's yeah. citrusy. It's bright. Uh, it's 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 everything you want in a hazy IPA. Yeah. So it's a really good beer. It's Casey takes a big swig. It is, and it's it's an excellent beer. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Casey, I gotta ask you before we even get started here, like, what did you think of the lighthouse? I know you were super psyched to see it. I thought the lighthouse is absolutely incredible. Um, it. It was one of those movies where it was so outrageous all throughout that um, the crowd was just was laughing almost. Yeah. Not almost. They were laughing. There was almost like a dark comedy, but the, just it was just a, a very disturbing, over the top uh, movie. Um, what's that? <laughs> over the top movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The acting was amazing. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson were were incredible as just two lighthouse keepers stuck together in this remote lighthouse um kind of horrorish yeah it was, great, it was a great film okay i haven't yeah. seen it so i um friend of the podcast brandon niles who's part of the two guys podcast yeah uh went and saw it he he said he left the movie theater thinking the hell did i just watch yeah sure like, what like yeah. i don't even know like how to describe it and he got talking to me a little bit about it and i was i you know i kind of told him dude you're not making any sense yeah like, i don't even understand what you're saying right now and he well, like, he went he went and kind of like looked up like is there like like a you know a, a hidden meaning like an allegory something in there yeah. behind it and he found a lot of Greek mythology was for sure about. and Prometheus, uh, definitely yeah that, Prometheus that is really give anything away but no but that's I mean, definitely if you know I mean, what Prometheus is about that kind of you kind of be like oh okay yeah but like it I want to see it for sure oh, I was I was describing it. it to to Melissa my wife and and you know we had a date night the other night and I was like we should go see the lighthouse and she was like. Yeah, I don't think it's maybe not a date night movie. My thing, and I was like, "Cool, cool, I'm gonna see that on my own." Yeah. yeah. So eventually, I'll see it. I would love to see it again if we ever, if I ever get a chance to get out, I would definitely see it again. Okay, that's if you're listening, Michelle. This is on you. 
She wants to see it too, so we'll. we'll okay, well, so Michelle and I will have a date. There you go. And we'll go see it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so the NBA. We'll, we'll, we'll start there real quick. Uh, so the NBA. Um, it's been a it's been a, a rocky start for the Blazers. It has. I think it's the best yeah. way to say it. We've played some really good teams. We have. We've been, we've been competitive. Been on the road. We've been competitive. Mm-hmm. But we've been really bitten by the injury bug. Yeah, which is quite a bit. Um, we already we, we know that Nurkic was out with the the recovery from the compound fracture last year. Uh, but Whiteside, Whiteside had a little bit of a tweak. Yeah, Hood. Rodney Hood banged his knee. He's back tonight against. He's the back Warriors. tonight. But Zach Collins is the big one. Zach, so Zach Collins is the big one. Zach with a dislocated shoulder, which is which is. If you're a Blazer fan, it gives you a little bit of pause because of what happened to Myers when yeah. he was here with a dislocation that kept dislocating over and over and over. Yeah. Myers had, or not Myers, uh, Zach had surgery, I believe, today yeah. on it. The report I saw said there was labrum damage, yeah. which they haven't given a time frame, but everything I know about labrum damage means elongated period away from activity. Yeah. Which means. At least a couple months. I'm guessing, at at best case, a couple months, worst case of the season. Yeah. So. Casey, I ask you, what do you do if you're if you're Neil Olshay, and you know that there's a window right yeah. now. There's a window here where the Blazers can really make a run and really be a, a legit title contender. Yeah, you have an open roster spot. You got two guys on two way contracts. You're waiting for Pau Gasol to get healthy, which right. I've heard is going to be sooner than later. Close. He's out there shooting around and stuff. So I guess the question is like, what do you do? Do you do you trust Gasol to be healthy enough and fit enough to yeah. handle decent minutes? Do you put all your chips in on Scal being the guy that hit those minutes? Yeah. Do you uh, do you make a trade? Who do you target if that's the case? Sure. Do you grab with the open roster spot? Do you grab someone off the free agent pool? Yeah. Like what would you do? Uh what, what would I let's, do? Let's assume Zach's out for the season. I think we can okay. We can at least assume he's gonna be out for several months. Um I I think right now what the Blazers are gonna do and I'll talk about, what, I guess, what I would do, but I feel like they might be pretty similar, is is see what's going on with Scalabassier. And he's played pretty well. So, um, yeah. But like we were talking earlier, he can't play 48 minutes. So he can't yeah. be in that one guy. If if, if uh, Whitehead's going to be banged up here and there, if he's going to be missing games here and there, it can't. Every, the the front court can't lean on Labassier. Um, yeah, that's, and then, that's definitely fair. And you have Tolliver's power forward, who's not, he's not going to be a guy you lean on either. Nope. Um, and after that... You hope Pau Gasol comes back. I don't think there's going to be any problem with fit. I think Gasol is um, seasoned enough that he he could fit in a team like this and do do whatever is needed. But he's not going to guy. He's not going to be a guy who's going to give you 20, 30, 30 minutes plus. He's he's going to get eighteen to twenty minutes, okay. right? Okay. Can't you, I mean I, that's my guess. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, upper thirties at this point. Um, I would guess. I would hope. I I would go after somebody on the free agent wire. I mean, we were talking about uh, Joaquim Noah. Uh, I mean, Freed is out there, I think. I don't think he's playing overseas. No, Freed's there. Uh, Freed. Uh, Dante Cunningham's out there. Sure, Dante Cunningham. Lifelong Blazer, Dante yeah, Cunningham. bring him back. Why not? Anything. Anybody that's big. Because you know you're, they're not going to – they can't rely on Moses Brown, who's like the other big guy who's on a two-way contract. Um, but he's 7'2", 245. That's kind of impressive. But I'm sure you can't, you can't rely on that guy. Yeah. Uh, if things start to look really bad and – we get we get a few weeks where we're losing some games, um, trade trade options. I don't I don't even know what that would look like, at this point in time. Um, I mean, who who do you trade for a for a big guy? So the problem is any big guy worth trading for is going to have a decent salary. Sure. 
right? So it's you're you're kind of stuck there because then you have to make the salaries match. So really, it's trading white side. Well, what does that do? Yeah, right. It doesn't yeah. really help you in the. No. Then it creates a different hole. Yep. Or it's uh, coupling bays more, but I believe you can't trade either of those guys until December. Yeah, I think there's that. It's something like that. Yeah. So you're or hood, kind I of. Sh- I mean, even then, I think there might be a restriction on the trade yeah. um, when you can. But Hood's not making that much money either. No, he's not. And if you have a a big, who in theory is movable. So I'm looking at like say Blake Griffin, Kevin Love. Uh, Draymond Green, you're gonna want young talent in return. Yeah, and the young talent we have that that is movable, and at least in our minds as fans, are guys that don't really pique other people's interest. Guys like Gary Trent, or guys that you know that we're not gonna want to give up, like Simons. Simons and Collins are the two guys yeah. that the people are gonna want. And I don't, we're not, and obviously Collins right now. Collins is a liability yeah. because of the the injury. Yeah, and I don't think there's. I don't think there's any chance that Neil O'Shea moves Anthony Simons unless it brings back. A, oh yeah. Unless it brings back like a Giannis type player, and that's not no, possible. That so, won't happen. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm with you. I think it's it's look at the free agent market. Yeah. Um, Reed makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if he's always been kind of if you can here. yeah if you can get away with a small ball lineup yeah and you, you might be able to get away with that like if you can go there's no reason why I mean we're playing I don't know what the score is right now but. 63-60 at halftime is what I just saw. Oh, we're up. Okay. Yeah. We're uh, up. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking the other way around. I mean, you know, we play a team like the Warriors. They're playing small ball other than WCS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the, the name of the NBA game right now anyway. Yeah. You, I mean, need, yeah. you, 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 might, you, you might be able to be all right with just Whiteside or with just Labassier. Well, the Sixer um, game we started essentially however you want to make it sound, but it was either Tolliver or Mario at the five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, we went small, and yeah. that was that was we the problem is that we had Mario. we had no one who could guard who play all five positions at this well, point. It depends. I mean, you can't really guard he, a, he, a normal center, but he can't because Tobias Harris killed us that game. Sure, and we had no one to guard him, including Scal. Yeah, so, um, and that's not a, that's not a an indictment on on Scal. I think he's actually played really well in the minutes he's gotten this year. Yeah, so but we're just we're thin. We're thin in the front court. Yeah. We were thin in the front court at the beginning of the year. And now with the injuries, we're even thinner. And yeah. I don't know if you can trust Whiteside to be healthy all the time. Yeah. He's, he's been banged up he's been banged every up season. Yep. So He's already been banged up this year like three times. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's tricky. It's uh, it's a matter of treading water and how far how far do you let it go before you, you know, sure. try to make a major move. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna wait as long as possible. I agree. I agree. I think there's. I think a lot of people are panicking because we're not yeah, starting. Yeah, I see know. a lot of fans like already shitting on the Blazers and like, what are you doing? What's this? What's that? It's like, come on, guys. My only, it's, my it's only starting the year. Yeah, my only concern is that it's. It seems like every single game, the fourth quarter, it's it, it takes Dame to have a big fourth quarter for us to really seize the game. Sure. And that that's not a good recipe for success because Dame's gonna get hurt. Yeah. Because we, we saw it last year, Dame got Dame got nicked up because he was having to go balls of the wall every fourth quarter, and the same thing happened with CJ. CJ yeah. got nicked up because he was doing the same thing yeah. when Dame got hurt. So it's you got to have a, a a third 
option there. You gotta have yeah. you gotta have Hood step into that third option or Baysmore or we'll also somebody. Say at this particular point, CJ's shot has not been falling. I think that's gonna change at some point soon. It absolutely. He's only will. shooting forty percent. No, it absolutely. Will. And that's that's totally against his type. Yeah. He's usually a pretty efficient shooter. They've been pressing a lot. They have no yeah. front court help. It's been yeah. backcourt only. Yeah. It's it is what it is. Yeah. It's it'll be fine. This this week actually we have a. A fairly favorable matchup. We have Golden State tonight, which are up three at the half. Yeah, I guess a, a banged up Golden State team. Very Again, I'm calling up Golden State. I mean, I'm calling up Bob Myers over there and saying, "Hey, you guys are in trouble." Like yeah. you, you said, two to six weeks for Steph Curry. Now you're saying he'll be reevaluated in three months. That tells me I wouldn't be surprised if he'd that, just be sad all year. That tells me you're tanking and he's not playing again. So yeah. what's the price for Draymond? Sure. Like because Draymond fit, he fills literally all the gaps. Yeah. That we have in our mm-hmm. our lineup. I, I think that Golden State won't trade Draymond for anything. Yeah, I don't point. think so either. I really don't. So, But I do think it's actually premature. And you had made this comment, I think, on Twitter um, that, that Golden State looks a lot like the Spurs oh, did yeah. mm-hmm. when, when, essentially, Robinson, when went Robinson went down and they got Duncan the next year. Yeah. The difference there is that I don't see a single player in this upcoming draft that's... That's a Duncan type player. I don't even think there's a, a player in this upcoming draft that's that's... Even like maybe even starter material right now, sure. they all kind of seem just like uh. it's really hard to say too. I mean, I think at this point because everyone, it is, but everyone's one and done, and there's always somebody that comes along, and you're like, okay, well, obviously absolutely. there's no Zion. That's true, whatnot, but I mean, but... even last year, like people knew, like okay, there's Zion, there's there's R.J. Barrett, yeah, P.J. Washington was established at Kentucky. They, I mean, there were guys who people knew, yeah, the name of. I don't, I not quite this year. Couldn't even tell you who's out there yeah, this I don't year. Know <laughs> I have no idea, and I'm I'm a college basketball fan. Yeah, like people are talking about Lamelo Ball being the number one pick. Ooh. I mean, like, is that what you're tanking for, Golden State? Yeah, is Lamelo yeah. Ball? Um, I do think it's not out of the realm of possibility, though, as the season goes on, to see Golden State trade D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I think definitely. it's a very distinct possibility. I think it's a lot what they were planning to do anyway when they signed him. I think he's gone. Yeah. by the trade deadline. I really do. I think it's Minnesota. A team, I think I think it's a team like Minnesota if yeah. they if they can tread water. Yeah, I think it's a team like the Knicks, who have cap space and sure. ready to go. Uh, there's a couple teams that could really use. I think Orlando could be in play. No, they need a point guard, yeah. Unless Fultz works out as a point guard, but yeah, that's true. He's starting now. Yeah, as he should be. As he yeah, DJ as he, as he really the, should be. Um, and then really quickly before we, you know, I don't know how much more basketball you really want to talk. I'm we talking really as much. I'd we're kind of free flowing tonight, and we're not, you know, not as uh, scripted as we we normally are as far as content. But I want to talk about Miami. We talked about Miami off the air a little bit. Yeah, the Miami Heat are the best team in the East right now. Sure, I, I think that they they could beat Philly in a seven game series, and I think people are going to look at me and say I'm crazy, but I think they're really, really good. Yeah, and the main reason is, is because anyway. Kendrick Nunn, yeah. Kendrick Nunn, yeah. Who's Kendrick this guy? Nunn, I have no idea. No idea. No idea. He's he's fantastic. Um, Can what, he keep it up? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Why not? I he don't know. He didn't go to. He's not the number one or two or three option, so, so I think he do can. Do you know anything about his history? I don't know. No. So he's 20, almost 20, well, he's 24, just turned 24. Okay. Um, Where'd he go to school? He went to Illinois and Oakland. I'm not sure what. I'm oh, so he ended up in Oakland. Okay, so he obviously. My, I think obviously as if I know this kid in his history, but I'm yeah, assuming yeah. that he had some academic issues at Illinois. Could be. Or got buried in the depth chart yeah. and went to Oakland, which is a small school in Michigan, which yeah. is a pretty successful basketball school, honestly. Yeah. All things considered. Um, good for him, man. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's played fantastic. Yeah. You you have to think that because the Heat have been 
competitive-ish the last couple of years. Yeah. Because they haven't had an alpha dog. Well, now they got Jimmy Butler. Sure. And he's a legit alpha dog. I think you can easily look at that lineup and say, bam, Adebayo has became everything they wanted him to be yeah. thus far. That's exactly And I had, I had concerns coming into this season. He has far exceeded mm-hmm. my expectations. Justice Winslow is a really interesting player because he's a matchup problem. Because yeah. He's the body of a power forward, but he is a point forward. He's running the point for yeah. him. And the, the key there is that Goran Dragic has taken on this like bench Lou Williams role in yeah. stride. Sure. Without any rustling whatsoever, he is mm-hmm. like, you want me to come in and shoot the ball? Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's great. All star last year too. Exactly. Yeah. And and Tyler Hero, who's my yeah. my second favorite rookie in this class behind RJ Barrett. Like I love Tyler Hero. Well, um, I haven't watched a ton of their games, but I mean, you have players on that team that are passing the ball. Justice Winslow is almost averaging six assists a game. Yeah. Bam is averaging five assists a game, which is great. He's a which great passer. Which is incredible. Passer. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler's averaging seven. Yeah. And and we all and Dragic is four off the bench, twenty seven minutes a game, and we both know that Myers is also a pretty decent passer. For his and size. Myers is starting, and he's yeah. I mean he's living up to the hammer nickname. He's blocking shots. He's dunking the ball. He's he's taking up space down low. He's everything that we thought he could be yeah. in Portland. He's shooting sixty one percent from the, th- the three point line. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Because he's confident. Because yeah. he's building his confidence, dunking the ball, and playing defense, and getting minutes. Guaranteed minutes. Yeah. This is coming from the all-time Myers Leonard hate fan club. I'm telling you, man. Like, I... Hate Myers fans. won me over at the end of the last year mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And this him just giving his heart out there when, when we were getting dominated by Golden State. Yeah. And he just, you know, gave everything he had. And... You know, I, me included, but Portland fans shit all over this guy. And I think it's because we had such large expectations sure. for him, and he never lived up to him. But the thing That's is, we right. never yeah. we never tempered those expectations. Yeah. And it was always like, oh, Myers is in the game. Here we go. And for a long time, he was like a liability on defense. He was yeah. like a baby deer on skate, on ice. I told you that a million times during games. He's not anymore. Yeah. And I think it's because it, Spolstra is a different type of coach. This is not a knock on Terry Stotts. I love Terry Stotts as a coach. I think he brings the best of a lot of guys, but not guys in the mold of Myers Leonard. Yeah. And where Spolstra, I think, is a very underrated coach. Oh, very. Yeah. And this is a very talented team he has, and they all seem to actually like each other. Sure. And if you doubt that, look at the stats that Casey just gave, which is the assists. Yeah. They're all passing the ball. Mm-hmm. And Myers the other night when he ended up with I think like twenty like twenty one and ten or something, um, he was the post game interview and they said like you know where's this confidence coming from Myers? He says everyone just keeps telling me to shoot the ball. Yeah, so I'm shooting the ball. I don't well, think okay. Don't, yeah, great. I mean, I don't think know. they weren't doing that in Portland though. I, I I'm pretty sure that every, I I don't know how many times you've seen I've seen like Myers have a wide open three and he kind of hesitates and then doesn't do it and yeah like you can see. Like players being like, shoot the ball. What do you he never had the confidence. It? Yeah, sure. And I think part of that's because there was always someone who could take that spot. And mm-hmm. I think the only competition he has in Miami for those minutes is Kelly Olenek. And Kelly Olenek has some definite positives to his game. He also has a lot of drawbacks to his game. Yeah. So they kind of complement each other, honestly. Yeah. This whole Miami team just complements each other. It's, it's a really good team. And they got – I mean, if they want – even deadline Duncan. to move Dragic. Yeah, he's a big contract. Sure. And even Duncan Robinson's getting playing time. 
and playing well. And he's playing very well. I yeah. just this team is this team is special. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I liked them in the preseason. I didn't think they were going to be as good as they are. Yeah, they're really good. You got any other surprises in the NBA? Any other sh- things Phoenix. that you're Phoenix? Phoenix yeah, absolutely, Phoenix, Phoenix. Playing very well. Phoenix is playing so well, and it's guys that that were really written off. They're playing well. Guys like Ricky Rubio, yeah. uh, Kelly Oubre, Frank Kaminsky, Aaron Baines. Kaminsky, yeah. um, they're all just playing really well. Uh, it, it's um, I don't know if Baines has ever written off, but I think people were so shocked by the large contract they gave him. They're like, "What, what are you doing? Yeah. This guy's a... I don't think anyone thought that Aaron Baines would come out and play a meaningful 32 sure. minutes a game. And it's because Aiton was suspended. They're playing better without Aiton. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're a better team without DeAndre Aiton. They're not. Sure. DeAndre Aiton's a, a much better player than what they have in the front court. But it's one less mouth to feed. Yeah. And when you kind of take that one less mouth to feed out and they start moving the ball around and Devin Booker shoots like he did tonight where yeah. he was just lights out, they're going to win games. Yeah. And they are significantly better than I thought they would be. I think – I mean, there's a they lot of things. The Clippers, like, man. Without Kawhi. But was it without Kawhi? It was right. without Kawhi. Kawhi so, said And within Paul George, too. So, yeah, yeah. fair enough. So, I mean, like – Fair I, enough. <laughs> well, first off, I can tell you there's two different Clippers teams. There's the team that's without Kawhi, yeah, which yeah. is like a fringe like seven seed. Sure. And there's a team with Kawhi, which, which is, is going to win the NBA win, title. Yeah, probably. Because he has all of a sudden become the best player in the NBA, yeah. and it's not close. Yeah. What about what about Minnesota? What do you think? What do you think there? I really cats, like them. Cats come out of the gate just kind of gangbusters. So the first guys, off, let me... it seems like he's playing like with like a real chip on his shoulder, and, and his big knock throughout his career so far, yeah, has been his maybe his effort, and he's always been a he's been a stud even without with with the effort questions. But this I like Cat. Seems... I like all of his physical tools. I love the way he can stretch the floor out. He can play inside. He can play defense. He seems to be a good teammate. Um, my issue isn't even with Cat. My issue is that so Joel Embiid, who is really one of the least likable players in the entire league, sure. He, there, I, 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 I challenge any of our listeners. If you're an Embiid fan, I would love for you to let me know why. Yeah. What is it about Joel Embiid? He seems a little obnoxious. He's obnoxious. Yeah. He seems like it, like a, just a garbage human. He doesn't seem like a very good teammate. Yeah. He, he's a cheap shot artist. We've seen that. He's lazy. Mm-hmm. So what is it that Embiid does that people love? I don't know. So what I'm getting at here is that 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 they call it a fight, and I'm putting it in air quotes. Yeah. It wasn't a fight. It was it was a couple of dudes just, you know. Kind of wrestling. Wrestling around. They went down. He saw. The worst part about it was Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons in his headlock. Who jumps up and puts him in a freaking rear see, naked just, choke and Cat's tapping out because he's, he's choking him. Uh, and Ben Simmons gets no, no suspension yeah. because he was calming Cat down. I don't know. It's a joke. Yeah. The NBA is a joke when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. It always has been. It always will be. Minnesota's treading water without Cat, which is great. They get him back really soon. This team is, um, for having as many holes as they do, they're. Re- I mean, they're they're really overachieving. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to sustain. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I just don't think they have enough depth, and that's not to yeah. say. I mean, they they have a lot of guys who I really in like. I really like their game. I just don't think it necessarily makes for all together as winning basketball. Guys like Jordan Bell, yeah, Lehman. Um, Jake Lehman, Vonleys, uh, Shabazz Napier, yeah, bunch of former Noel Vonley, bunch a bunch of lifelong Blazers. <laughs> um, uh, th- there's a lot to like there though. I mean, like yeah. honestly, like Jared Culver, yeah, he's not getting any is, minutes uh, really. I mean, he's 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 getting there. Yeah, he'll get there. Yeah, but but I mean, I will say. Uh, Georgie Dang has played really well in Cat's absence. Yeah. Um, 
Wiggins has not been good, but he hasn't been bad. Yeah, he's been average, which is kind of what you expect. Robert Covington's been fantastic. Yeah, Um, it's interesting. I think they are really a team that they're a team like like I said with the whole Dragic thing. I don't know what that trade looks like though. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't know who they give up to get Dragic, but. Yeah. Minnesota's in play for a point guard because Jeff Teague's not the answer there. You always no, he's not. You, you always heard Russell. I don't know what they give up to get Russell either, but you always hear Russell and Cat talking about playing together. So you might see something like that at some point. But again, I don't know what do they get. I don't know contracts. What are you giving up? I mean, I mean contract wise, it's got to be. It's got Dang has to be included. Sure, and you're giving up obviously first. Dang and Covington, and maybe yeah. Dang Covington in the first probably gets it done. It could be yeah. I mean, I really don't want that to happen because that makes Golden State dangerous. Yeah, Georgie Dang is the kind of guy who can really thrive in the Golden State system because he sure. can shoot the ball. Yeah, and Covington. I mean, God, don't don't put Covington in that line. I mean, then you're looking at a lineup next year of Curry, Clay, Covington, Draymond, yeah. and whoever they get, whoever in the they want at the center, and then whoever they get in the lottery yeah. like that. I don't. Come on, we don't need the rich to get richer. Yeah, here. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if there's any other surprises necessarily. I've been really interested to see how how little I guess how little defense has been played by certain teams. I mean, I knew yeah. Houston wasn't going to play any defense, but God, it sure seems that the Wizards aren't going to play any defense either. And no, Brooklyn, bad. God, Brooklyn plays zero de- for having two very good defensive yeah. centers in Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan. They don't want to guard anybody. No, no, yeah, anybody. And can we talk about that crazy court? My God. I can't watch the, I can't watch games in Brooklyn. It kind of hurts my eyes. I can't like, do it because it's like black and white, and then whoever whoever's playing is is the only color you see. It's so kind of trippy. I feel like an old man because like there's there's three things that have really like caught my eye in the last couple weeks that have just like made me like angry, like get off my lawn, Grand Torino style. And one's the Brooklyn court because it looks like everything's in black and white. And I think it's cool. I kind of like it. It's trippy. I don't know. It's if tri- I, I just don't. I don't like know if it. I could watch a whole game to be honest. I, I feel like it's like a sour beer. Like I like a little sour beer. It's nice, it, but and I look at this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get and it. I, and I, get I, it. I look I get at this court. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then I, I watch a little bit. Like ah, I don't yeah. Know if I can keep watching this, it's kind of yeah. Funny. I uh, I don't like it. Okay. I'm an old, I guess I'm an old man that way. Yeah, you are. Um, what are the other things? The <laughs> uh, we talked about this a little bit off off the pod, but the uh, the Baltimore Ravens when they score a touchdown, they flicker oh, the yeah. lights in their stadium. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's bush league. Um, I don't like it. It made me thought my it made me thought it made me think my TV was broken the other night. Yeah. Um, not cool. Not cool, Baltimore. Yeah. Not cool. And the other thing is TNT puts the freaking shot clock on the free throw line during their games, so it, you can barely notice it until it gets the five seconds or less, and then it's like a bright thing right there, and it, it, it your eye draws there instead of the freaking ball. That's weird. TNT what, what do has you really need to know about the shot clock. I don't you know care. I mean? yeah. Put it up in the bottom next yeah, to the score. Where it always has been. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't it's not need like to change. It's not like you're shooting the basketball and you need to. No, know. I don't like. To, oh god, there's two seconds. Shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> Am I like scream from my couch? Come on. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That's my get off my lawn uh, soapbox. Like, yeah. Okay. So, I haven't seen the TNT thing, but has there been anything in the basketball that's gotten you at all in the first few weeks? Oh man, you've kind of touched on everything I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess you know Denver hasn't playing been playing super well other than beating us in the first game. Uh, I know people have been kind of jumping on Jokic, but 
I don't think they fail to remember that this is what he does at the beginning of every single year. I'm not jumping on Jokic. My, I'm just saying that, my that's issue what with I've Denver, heard a lot of people jump on Jokic. My issue with Denver is they don't have a killer out there. They don't have sure. an alpha dog to take that last shot. They think it's Jamal Murray, and it's not it's Jamal not. Murray. Yeah. So they don't have that and that's guy. That's not Jokic's thing either. I mean, no, so they don't have that guy. He's a stud in his own right. Where Portland has right. Dame. Yeah. Golden State's got Steph. Yeah, Kawhi, you got LeBron or AD. Yeah, they don't have any, anybody like that. Uh, Jazz have Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. They don't have that guy, and I think that, that might end up screwing them. Yeah, I could see that. Down the line. So. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is playing well. That's kind of a shock. Not, it's not that much of a shock, but, I mean, a tiny bit because they don't have much other than Doncic and Porzingis. It's know? a little bit of a shock, but I'll tell you that. I don't think it's going to last. I think they'll start fading at some point. I don't know if there's a more exciting team to watch right now than sure. Dallas, though, because that Luka Kristaps pick and roll has yeah. been so fun to watch. The Blazers in Dallas went down to the wire yeah. uh, a few days ago. It's a big win, though. Big win. Yeah. Big win, but I'll tell you, like, it was fun to watch, like mm-hmm. watching those two pick us apart. Yeah. That was fun. I mean, what it's like, man, like, how do you even stop that? Yeah. Where do you go? Who do sure. you stop? I mean, you got a guy who's 7'2", seven, 7'3", seven, coming off that pick and roll. Yeah. And he's either popping or he's rolling to the hoop and dunking it. Sure. It's crazy. I hate seeing the Lakers winning games. They haven't played a lot of tough games, though. They haven't played a lot of tough games. They beat games. Dallas. They there. beat San Antonio. Those are, I mean, those are tough games. They beat Dallas they a lot of, Memphis, a lot of ref sucks. help. Charlotte too. sucks. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Hey, 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 Charlotte's 3-3, three and three, bud. In the East, no one thought Charlotte would be East, three man. and three right now. No, but it's the East. You can be anybody That's could have been three and three at some point in the East. That's true. I'm surprised the Knicks. Well, never mind. That's fair. The Knicks are horrible. <laughs> I mean, the Bulls have won two games. I mean, come on. Oh, the, the Bulls shouldn't have won any games. Mm-hmm. They're they have they have, they have the worst talent. coach. They might have the the worst, maybe the second worst. I think the worst coach in the league might be Scott Brooks in Washington. But they might sure. have the they Same. might have the worst in Boylan. I'm really surprised they 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 gave him like an extension and everything, right? Yeah, I'm really yeah, surprised by that. That team's that team's <laughs> garbage. That team's yeah. garbage. I would hate to play there. AD even mentioned today, like, you know, I might want to go back home next year. I know, year. I saw it's that. Like, you know, go, come on. I hope AD, he does. Shut your mouth. Please do. He's not going. He's staying he's not home. going anywhere. But still, wouldn't that be great?
So, all right. So we've talked a little bit about basketball here. Let's uh, let's switch gears really quickly to football. Yeah. Um. So we're, we're roughly at the halfway point of the NFL here, and um, yeah. So the the question I have for you, Casey, is with the halfway point, which coaches do you think are on the hottest seat? Um. I think Dan Quinn Atlanta is on a is probably the the hottest seat. He gone. He's gonna he's gonna be gone. He gone. Yeah. yeah. Um Gruden already got fired. I would say I'd have to think that Kitchens is on the hot seat because of, of how uh I mean how much positive the, the how Cleveland was talked about in the in the at the, the end of last year and the hype of Cleveland starting yeah. this year. And it just not working the offense with all those weapons not playing nearly up to. But I don't know if that's going to happen. So side note, do you think? And I'm not. I'm not going to get in the, deep in the Cleveland <laughs> for your sake. Somehow people think that I'm a big Browns fan. I swear. Like, I but swear you, people think I'm a huge. I'm not a huge Browns fan. Just want to throw it out there. But my side question is, do you think there's a bigger disappointment? And maybe it's the Atlanta Falcons. But do you think there's a bigger disappointment than the Cleveland Browns this year, based on hype? I think it's the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. It's bigger. Yeah, they're one in seven. So I, I, they were thought they were expected to be a top NFC team. I agree. And I know Cleveland was expected to make the playoffs or or, there or was, flirt with that. Oh, there was a lot of Super Bowl hype coming oh, out. I didn't see Cleveland. any. Okay, there was a I didn't lot. see any Super Bowl hype. I saw looking looking when we did our previews. Yeah, I it was hard for me to put Cleveland in the playoffs, but I did because I thought they would make the playoffs. I yeah. never. I was never thinking about Super Bowl talk. I didn't yeah. hear any of that. Yeah. But Atlanta has been a team that's always been. It's been playing very well the last several years, and um, and was hyped to be a major contender in the NFC. And they're one and seven. I mean, say what you will about Cleveland, they've won two games. <laughs> That's not great either. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Not great either. They've been fairly close in a lot of games. That doesn't mean they're good, yeah. but I think Atlanta is a bigger disappointment. Yeah. Okay. Um, fair. That's a fair answer. That's I mean, what I think. Yeah. I, I think Chicago is a big disappointment, although yeah, baby, <laughs> uh, although not too much. If you really, if you know, Trubisky's garbage and the offense is horrible. That's my that's my favorite preseason prediction I made. Is that yeah. The Bears were gonna stink, and the Bears freaking stink. I think Tampa Bay's it. kind of a shock too. How bad they are? How good? How bad they are? They're two and six, right? They're two and six, but I they played well, but they're I, about where I thought they'd be. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Jameis Winston's their quarterback, dude. That's true. Like you're you're, gar- no, you're, right. you're, you're guaranteed twenty to twenty five. I just thought with all those offensive weapons and and a average they still have defense. no running game. They That's don't true. use OJ Howard at all. Um, Surprise! Oakland's playing as well as they have. To be honest, yeah, it seems like they're actually yeah. yeah. Give Gruden some credit. It seems like they're actually a team that's kind of come together and especially after Huge all this shit Thursday with night AD game and, this week at yeah. home against the Chargers. Huge, that is. yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, a hot seat. You said Dan Quinn. You yeah. You said Freddie Kitchens. Kitchens. Who else? I mean, you can't really – you can't put, like, my uh, Flores on the hot seat. I don't no. think. He's a rookie coach. Uh, Gase is probably on the hot – I would hope he's on the hot seat. I think he's garbage. Okay. So he shouldn't if, be anywhere near a coaching job anymore. So, let me let me throw some names out there. Let me see what you think about him. Uh, what do you think about – Ron Rivera in Keller, Carolina. Um, Hot seat or no? I don't think so. 
They're five and three without Cam. I think they're doing pretty well. I don't know why okay. a coach that has a team fighting for a wild card spot would be in the hot seat at this point. Okay. Maybe maybe towards the end of the year, depending on how yeah. the season finishes. But uh, Matt Nagy in Chicago. You gotta think he is a little bit. They're, they've been another team that has really underperformed, like we just talked about a second ago. What about uh, hot seat though? I don't know. I think he's. I think he's at least after last year. He's at least earned another year after this one. Anthony Lynn in Los Angeles or San Diego or Carson or whatever you want to call him, the Chargers. And he and he's a rookie coach, right? Not a rookie. Uh, is his fourth year? Third is his year? Fourth year. Probably on the hot seat. I would have to yeah. say. And they just fired Wiz and Hunt. Um, which were, there's a lot of their problems. The offense is pretty bad. What about Bill O'Brien and Houston? Um, I don't think so. They're six and three. The top of the AFC South. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. Do you think there's any pressure that he needs to go deep in the playoffs to keep his job? That is a fair assessment. That's yeah. my. I guess that's my. That's my question with guys like like O'Brien and Rivera. Sure, if they don't go deep. I mean Nagy. I yeah. can't say that because Nagy's not going to make playoffs. But for sure. Um, Jason Garrett. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. It seems like Houston always gets knocked out. Jason Garrett for sure. Uh, and they're, and they're not really playing that well this year either, although somehow they are. They started hot. Did they? They the, started really hot. What's the score tonight? Uh, I don't know. They were up. Um, so they're probably still atop the NFC East. Um, yeah, he's got to be because he's kind of always, that team always is built for major success and yet has underperformed. What about Adam Gase. Yeah, I, I mentioned him. I definitely think he'd fire his ass immediately. I think he should be gone. <laughs> fire him I don't think immediately. Eddie should be gone. Those weird eyes should never be back. He in the divided that locker room. Yeah, and he hired Dar- Greg Williams. Somehow, oh my God, what are you somehow doing? he's supposed to be this quarterback guru, and he's somehow regressed. Sam Darnold. Yeah. And homeboy got mono. Yeah. And yeah, it's not Gase's fault that we know and of. Got, yeah, that we know of. But I think those eyes, man. Those give, eyes are think about mono. Gnarly. Yeah. No, that's weird. No, I think uh, I think O'Brien's on a hot seat for sure. And it's yeah. At, well, back to Gase real quick. I mean, and then there's all this talk of these players being moved right before the deadline, like Bell yeah. and Adams, and uh, uh, maybe that was it. There's a few other guys I think, and then not moving any of. They talk about Robbie maybe, Anderson. Robbie Anderson, sure. Yeah. Um, and then moving none of them, and and creating an, uh, even more tension in that locker room. Uh, and it sounds like Bell might not be playing this week or. If, uh, I don't know. It's, really? a, it's a horrible. Yeah, I've read that somewhere. I don't know. Um, it sounds like a really awful situation, and it's a lot of it's been because of Adam Gase. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, it just it sucks when your coach just splinters yeah, the entire just locker room. But to be fair, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people foresaw this, right? I mean, I mean, he was, so. he's a pretty shitty coach in Miami. Uh, so is there anyone? Is there anyone who's not a head coach right now that you think would would solve a problem? I mean, is there anyone that you can think of? Whether oh, it be an assistant or a college coach or somebody. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Uh, no, I don't know. Off-hand. I mean, the, the name I always hear is Harbaugh. Oh, Harbaugh, Jim coming Harbaugh back. coming sure. back. You always he's hear been about, so horrible in Michigan. You always hear about what's his Josh McDaniels. Always every year, there's yeah, about him think, going no, somewhere. There's not a lot of. Reason. No, probably like, not. He left once and failed. So, yeah. Um, other than that, there's nobody I can that pops out at me. The NFL seems to have a real problem with coaches. 
there's there's <laughs> yeah. like there's like ten to twelve pretty me- at least uh, pretty mediocre coaches, and it's pretty. The good, the real good ones are pretty few and far between. The yeah, Belichick's I wonder. And, uh, well, Belichick's well, Belichick's in a league of his own, world. but I mean, I mean but I, you see, the other Harbaugh has always been has been a pretty solid coach. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, what's his name in Kansas City is always going to bounce around. Reed's, Reed. always gonna, Reed's never going to win a Super Bowl. He's always going to bounce around. Mike Tomlin's been a good coach. Tomlin's I don't, I don't like solid. the guy, but he's been a good coach. He's been a good coach. Uh, Sean Payton in New Orleans. Payton is a great coach. Shanahan's been very good. Even even Pete Carroll, man, he brings the most out of his team. I gotta say, he really does. As much as I don't like the guy, yeah. Uh, um, Sean McVay. Sean McVay is yeah. There's a few. There's there's, there's the good some ones. good coaches. There's and those guys who are super under the radar, like Sean McDermott in in Buffalo. Yeah, doesn't yeah. get half the credit he deserves. No, like true. they've been competitive every season. They're six and two this year with a yeah. with a kind of a. Not a great offense. I mean, Josh Allen's been pretty solid, but not a lot of other pieces around there. John, Josh Allen has been surprisingly yeah. efficient. Doug Peterson's a good coach. Yeah, I, I think he's I a good coach. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. But um, after that, I don't know. I think there's some good coaches that just don't quite have enough. And Green Bay's looking good. Lafleur, I don't know how that. I, don't know I like Lafleur. Yeah. I like Pat Shermer and. and in New York for the yeah. Giants, I think he's actually a pretty good coach. Um, Bruce Arians, I think is good, solid at least. Decent. He's solid, yeah, not, not spectacular. I, yeah, um, we could just name every coach. And... <laughs> We're just gonna go through every coach while you're, yeah, you know, while you're listening. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't like Freddie Kitchens. God, no, he's bad. He, I mean, he literally is the worst coach I think I've seen in, in quite a few years. Since like the Niners had Since Jim Consula, <laughs> yeah, thinking, like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like. That guy had no business being a coach, and I felt. Oh, man. But he wasn't like he didn't seem like a, like a dick. He just seemed like he was some. <laughs> he was just in over his head, yeah, way over his head. It seemed like way some guy. They're like skis, they, they didn't know who to hire, and they're like, "Who do we who do we promote?" He, they're like, "I love that guy right." I love that guy over there in the, in the who? What's his name? I don't know. Wrinkled khakis. Yeah, that's like, my guy. What me? Yeah, you. Hey, Jim over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jim in here. Your name, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, those are my nanners. Yeah. Those are my nanners. Well, you know. You you pushed through the the pain and now you're here. So that's we are good. the last left yeah. undefeated team. Yes, that's true. I never would have predicted that. Ever. No, no. I feel so good about I, yeah. it. No, I feel so great. good about it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, are there any coaches that stand out to you, or any assistants or college coaches that you think could be make the leap and be? Man, I. Uh... Not so much college coaches. I think that everyone's going to be calling uh, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Sure. And I think he'll never leave Oklahoma until things get really gnarly there. So um, I really don't know if there's any college coaches that would that would really fit the bill except for Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, and I don't put a past Harbaugh, even Michigan, and going back to the pros. Sure. He was a, a coach. He was a good coach for the yeah. Niners. He, he had, he, there was a lot of good things there. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of really good assistants in the NFL. It's a matter of them getting their 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 shape. Their I, yeah. I think the key is to not look at the Belichick tree, or try to find the next young Sean McVay and just find a good coach. Like I got like Greg Roman, who's the offensive coordinator in Baltimore. Mm, yeah. If you look at what Lamar Jackson yeah. has, has morphed into, he looks. So it's good, very yeah. similar scheme wise to what Greg Roman did when he was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco under Harbaugh. Yeah. With Kaepernick. Yeah. Very similar. 
just Lamar Jackson's better mm-hmm. than Kaepernick yeah. was. So I think it's just a matter of time before Greg Roman gets gets his shake at a job. Sure. Um, there's uh, I don't know. There's there's a handful of guys who I think you could make an argument for. I think. Um, oh, yeah. What's up? Oh, I was just thinking we didn't even talk about Frank Reich, who's been an amazing, pretty, Frank Reich's, awesome, pretty dude, great. Frank Reich's a great coach. Yeah. He's a great coach. Yeah. Uh, there's but, a lot of really good minds out there. I think that that really could. Sure. Maybe thrive in that, that situation. So I was like, who really look down the coordinator list and like you can yeah, really I was kind of looking pick through. and choose. I mean, like yeah. there's there's a ton of them that could really be great coaches. Yeah, there's guys who should never get another shot, like Greg Williams or Jim Schwartz Williams, or like those great. kind of guys. Wade yeah. Phillips, like never again. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. great. Um, what else with the NFL? I mean, it's the halfway point. Is I mean. Is there anything else of note? Uh, just kind of like what we talked about. Lamar Jackson's been super impressive. Yeah. Uh, I Dalvin watched, Cook's been really impressive. Dalvin Cook has looked good. Um, Christian McCaffrey's on pace to be the greatest running back yeah, in, in so, history. Yeah, so, like, well, what about... Um, you got any, like, mid-season award predictions or what What? What you would put in the mid-season, you know, the MVP race, Offensive Player of the Year? So what, what, what category? So, I mean. well, let's start with MVP. Uh, to me, the MVP right now is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, sure. I yeah. think it's Russell Wilson. I mean, I guess, I guess I'll go top three. So okay. it'd be Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, okay. Aaron Rodgers. Sure. I hate to go quarterback heavy there, but like those three guys have been. Well, I think quarterbacks are pretty much the most important position They've in the been league. pretty darn special, those three guys this year. Yeah. Uh, but I think Wilson, hands down right now, is the favorite. Okay. Any other? What other position players that aren't quarterbacks would you maybe think about? It's probably just McCaffrey, maybe is the only one. Uh, McCaffrey <laughs> and, and Dalvin Cook. Maybe Dalvin Cook. I think deserve a little bit of. And maybe Lamar Jackson gets a little love too. Lamar Jackson will get a little hype. Yeah. We need to other positions. So yeah. I'm not thinking Lamar. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson's going to be in that conversation. If he keeps playing the way he is, and the Ravens keep winning, they're going to be. He's going to be in the conversation. Sure. Like uh, off- offensive player of the year. I mean, I guess McCaffrey. McCaffrey has to be that. And yeah. it's, it's McCaffrey. It's not close. Yeah. Sure. How about defense? Defensive player of the year. Um, there's two guys to me that have really stood out. Yeah. This year, I think I would say second place would be Joey Bosa. Okay. Uh, in in Carson, California. Sure. Um, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of hype on Twitter about Nick Bosa being in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. I think that's really pushing it. I think Joey's the better player right now. Sure. Uh, but I think I think the Defensive Player of the Year so far this year has been Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, he's been big. In New England, mm-hmm. um, because he is significantly the number one corner in the league. Yeah. And it's not close. And that's a very important p- position. Um, I saw NFL. a stat the other day that said that when, when quarterbacks are targeting Gilmore, they have a combined, like, 30, I think it's 37-point-something yeah. passer rating, which is, like, an all-time low Yeah, since they've started keeping that stat. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, he... You can't blame him for their loss against Baltimore because he locked down Hollywood Brown. Sure, he was a non-factor. Yeah. So I, I think Gilmore. You got Miles Garrett too is on that list. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think are like you know significantly great defensive players. Aaron Donald's still on that list. Yeah. Uh, Keekley's had a hell of a year. Wagner. Bobby Wagner's Shaquille always. Shaquille Barrett maybe. I, I think Shaquille Barrett flashed a lot early and has really cooled off. I think he's 
not going to do much more. Yeah, he's had a couple bad games, but I mean, um, just a second. No, I mean, I get, uh, I get you. I mean, he had a hell of a run there to start the season. No, but... he did. He did. I feel like he kind of came back on the last couple games. I mean, the guy has a total of, what, let's see, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 and a half sacks. He had a half a sack last game against Seattle, and he had a sack against Tennessee before that. Yeah. He's only really had two bad games out of the nine they played, so not, got, say, he, not saying he's defensive player of the year, but he's in the but, conversation. But he slowed down for a couple games, but I think he's had a pretty impressive run, and, and he is in, in the conversation. He's sure. absolutely in the conversation. I mean, remember that game he had four sacks against Carolina? Yeah. That was with Cam on one foot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Okay. Just a caveat. Sure. Just throw okay. in there. Let's move on to uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is pretty easy. Not close. Yeah. Kyler Murray might be in the conversation. McLaurin's look um, good, but I mean, that offense I think is Kyler bad. Murray has to be second only because of just the amount of time he's had the ball in his hands. Sure. Uh, I would say the third spot is a really a crapshoot. You could make an argument for Gardner Minshew, although sure. I think he just played himself out of a job. Yeah. It's funny because they're, they're just talking right before that game. They're saying, is Minshew the new quarterback? Is Foles going to be benched in the it's gotta be shit Foles. game? It's got to be Foles. Well, they paid him all that money. All I mean, what else are you going to do? And, and the thing is, he, he didn't do anything to lose his job. No, exactly. He just got hurt. Yeah. He just got hurt. So I, I think, I'm I personally think he, not a Foles believer. I mean, yes, he won the Super Bowl that year, but he's he's always been kind of like a Fitzpatrick. We've talked about this before, but yeah. it seems like he has a few great games, and then he has a, like two or three real stinkers, and it's like... Okay, this is the real guy. But this that's is just, the first, that's just what I've seen from him. Yeah, this the is past. the first game where I thought Minshew like straight up like just didn't look good. Didn't look good at all. Yeah, and but you know every quarterback has those games. He's yeah. looked great so far, and he's yeah. a rookie. So um, I, I think it's important to get Foles out there and see if you can save your season. Sure, sure. And it's it's a good problem to have having two very capable absolutely. quarterbacks, um, and, and if not for using one of them for trade bait at some point in time. Absolutely. Terry, Terry McLaurin's in that conversation for third. Sure. There, and if they had a quarterback and a better offense, that he would be even higher up on that list. You can make an argument for uh, for David Montgomery. Um, part of that says Chicago is so bad. Sure, he had, yeah. I mean, he's scoring a couple touchdowns now. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of guys who have popped. Devin Singletary's popped a little bit. Yeah, Sanders has um, looked good in the passing game. Sanders has looked in the passing game. I forget his name, but the center for New Orleans is played. Offensive line doesn't get a lot of I hype, no idea. but he's he's played really, <laughs> sure. really well. Um, Hollywood Brown's been all right. He's been hurt. Hollywood but... Brown's been all right, yeah. Um, well, the easy one is defensive rookie of the year. Nick Bosa's easily that, that one. I mean, you got Devin Bush as a cl- – as a, I, I think his, he's a pretty distant two, but Devin Bush had, had a big year. I mean, Bosa's yeah, come on. Yeah, I, like... think, I think it's pretty clear it's Bosa at one, but I think Devin – I think it's closer than people think because Bush has been so consistent. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is a tough one. Comeback player of the year. Uh, to me, it's Cooper Cup. Yeah. He's a huge year. It's got to be Cooper Cup. He's had a massive year. I know there's other guys. You got to uh, think about your boy Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yeah, but Jimmy G never really arrived. True, but that's what comeback player of the year is, right? Um, I mean, I comeback guess. player of the year is getting like getting well, like, back and exceeding your form, I think, is really okay. where it's at. I, think I guess Travis, he never had anything. I think Travis Frederick, the center from Dallas, um, who missed basically all last year. Uh, has played really well this year. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. But I think it's 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 Cook. Cup and it's not close. Cook, Cook had a pretty. Uh. Well, he's hurt last year too. I guess. Who's that? Cook. Dalvin Cook. Oh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Um. You could say maybe Darren Waller. He's, although he never. I mean, 
I guess these are guys who never like. I guess there's a difference between comeback player of the year and uh, like, like most, most improved. improved. Yeah. yeah, you think NBA most improved comeback? Teddy Bridgewater maybe, although he's not going to be playing anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's I think it's cup. Cup is no a pretty one easy one. Conversation sure. really. Yeah, I think you're right. Coach of the year. Talked Shanahan. a little bit about this. You think Shanahan? Oh, yeah. Shanahan. That's pretty easy. I mean, although, yeah. although you got to give a lot of love to Peyton with Breeze and Kamara. Breeze especially being banged up a lot, and them still still winning games. That's a pretty. That's a close one. There you know, I agree, except for the fact that they 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 crafted that roster to, except for at wide receiver, wide receiver to be able to uh, survive an injury. So Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, as good of a backup as you're going to find. Latavius Murray, as good of a backup as you're going to find. I definitely think Bridgewater was there to either be the heir apparent, or I think he's a free agent at this point, right? He's, he, he's gonna get paid. Next yeah, year. he'll get paid. So, so I, I think they were thinking like Breeze might get hurt at some point, or yeah. Breeze might look like he's done, and Bridgewater is our guy now. Yeah. Um, but who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah. And Latavius Murray, I mean, same thing Mark Ingram did there. I mean, like yeah. he's Latavius Murray is showing everybody like I'm still a good running back. Like sure. I'm young, and yeah. I, I I never really had a bad season. Yeah. I just kind of was an afterthought for some reason, and. He's played fantastic when Kamara's went down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and that Frank Reich, maybe, it's in the conversation. In, I mean, I mean losing could, luck off the bat like that, that's a pretty big loss. You could talk Frank Reich. You could talk uh, uh, McDermott, like I said, in, in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I, I You could talk LaFleur, Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. Sure, yeah. Um, you could even mention, like, Mike Zimmer in Minnesota for the adjustments they've made. But I think, I mean, Shan, no one – I'm a Niners fan. I don't think anyone thought the Niners were going to be undefe- the last undefeated team. No, stand definitely. Yeah. I don't so and they have, for the most part, have manhandled a lot of that schedule. Sure. Okay. So yeah, I think that's it for the the rewards. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's an interesting little topic. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. <laughs> something. It's something. I mean, it's it's halfway through, so it's like it's really easy to be like, oh, this is definite. This is definite. This is definite. I mean, like for for all you know, you know, like like for example, the Chargers are what four and five right now. Yeah, but the, the Chargers might catch fire. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, Anthony Lynn might be coach of the year for the way they turned it around. No, it's very or true. Like, well, you know, like there's a lot of there's things that so can change. So much that could happen. Injuries. So hurt, God yeah. knows. God no, knows true. what could happen. Um. Yeah, it's it feels weird, man. Yeah, it's been it a weird year, weird. but I feel like I say that every single year. Yeah, I mean, like, a, the only thing that's like, consistent is the Patriots. The Patriots are consistent, yeah. Yeah. So, Damn um, so one more question for you then, um, and it's not about football or basketball, but um, I just want you to tell me 10 baseball players, current, go. <laughs> I'm just telling you 10? Yeah. Oh, God. I just want you to name Jesus 10 Christ. baseball players. Sean Doolittle. Yeah, Sean Doolittle. <laughs> fuck Trump. There we go. Exactly. Uh, Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, you're really putting me on the spot. I here. know. And I, and I know I can easily name ten, but I I'm know. sitting here like, um, uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, is Donaldson still playing? I'm just yeah. Gonna name four more A's. Yeah, Donaldson's still playing. Uh, he was a brave baby. Of course. Yeah. Oh shit, man. Oh, you're killing me. Strasburg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? Four? You have the four. With the four? 
All right. All right. Uh, Altuve. Altuve? That's five. <laughs> it's a funny thing is I was just looking through both of, both of their rosters like really deep. Like, I don't know any of these guys, but man, this guy's really good. And I can't remember their names. Uh, Chapman. That's Aroldis Chapman. Yeah. That's six. Yeah. I was actually thinking of of the, the A's Chapman. Oh, Matt Chapman. I'll take them both. Okay, there you go. That's seven. <laughs> I no. meant both. Yeah, that's definitely what you meant, um, obviously. Uh, Carlos Correa. Yeah, that's eight. <laughs> You're doing great, bud. Oh, this is so rough. I really didn't think you'd get a ten, so. You haven't yet, to be fair. I know I haven't yet. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Who's that Matt pitcher? The, the fucking guy from Sweden or whatever. Oh, Thor? Yeah. Oh, what's his name? That doesn't count if I don't know his name. No, it doesn't. I'm going to get this. Um, oh, shit, man. I hate you. I can't just sit here and think for like 20 minutes. Oh, Who's the... Oh, uh, uh, well, does Felix Hernandez count? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he that retired. counts. Did okay. he retire? Yeah. Oh, no, no. He That was he, that was just his last game in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Felix Hernandez. That's nine. Um, is Adrian Beltre still playing? No, he doesn't play anymore. I just got one more. I feel so embarrassed, too. I should know so many more. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's see. Let me think. Uh, uh, fuck. I mean, you're... you're uh, I know there's so, big guys that I'm missing. So, to be fair, you're missing the three most dominant pitchers in the game right now. Okay. You're missing the... Uh, the I love uh, Justin uh, Verlander. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you missed. I mean, uh, you also missed Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, who's sure. gonna be who's gonna be the highest paid pitcher in the history of baseball yeah. this off season. Um, I missed a lot, man. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Bumgarner, Kershaw. Sure. You missed my boy Acuna Kershaw. and Freddie Freeman, my okay. Braves. Fair enough. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. I, I was thinking. I was trying to think of Bryce Harper, and I could not think of yeah. that name. Anyway. I'm glad you got I probably, 10. I probably missed a bunch of A's. I'm too. glad you got 10, bud. No, that was, that was awesome. pretty embarrassing. No, oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, that was not good. I mean, I didn't say good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You did. I did say good. I did say good. <laughs> you did say good. I did say no, good. No, I'm saying you did. Not good, but you did. You did you, it. You, you, it took you a couple minutes, but you got it. You got 10 of them. You got there, man. Yeah. You would. You would. I was like, I could have been, I could have been worse. I was like, like I had 10 hockey players, and I couldn't well, think I of 10 hockey players. I couldn't even do it. Yeah. No, it's funny because I was looking, I have the Blazer. Trailblazer Warriors, like game cast right here, and I'm, okay. and I'm looking at the just the names of the the, uh, it has a standings on to the right here, and like it says Minnesota. I'm like Minnesota. Who's on Minnesota? Hmm, Kirby Puckett, <laughs> Kent Herbeck, uh, you know, Burt Bylevin, Dan Gladden, Dan Gladden. <laughs> that's not gonna help me. Lou Whitaker. That's Detroit. But I just I just went there. Not. It is Detroit. I just went there from Minnesota. Because they're close. <laughs> so did, you must have watched the World Series, right? I did. You did? I did. I, most, mostly because the, there's gambling legalized in the Oregon Lottery sure. scoreboard app. So I gambled quite a bit on it. Sure. Yeah. What do you think about the series? It's pretty pretty unique. Um, I'm happy the Nats got one. Sure. I am. I really am happy that they got one. Um, I lost a good amount of money because I thought the Astros were going to put them away so many times. I think there was a, a lot of very poor decisions managerial from AJ Hinch. Yeah. And how he managed uh, the bullpen mostly in game six and game seven. Um, but I mean, like, it, it, it was an exciting series. It was the lowest rated I saw. Yeah. 
Yeah, ever. Well, like in the modern era, at least. Sure. Um, Which is kind of sad because actually it was a really it was a really great series. Yeah. In seven games, is what you won, right? Every road team won. Every yeah. Which is very strange. Super weird. Yeah. Has that happened before? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Super weird. I don't know. I was just thinking like postseason wise, it's a weird one. But like for you, do you have like a top five watching top five postseason any sport that you've watched? That, you're, that that sticks in your mind. You can rank them or not. I would say. So you're talking about like my favorites or the ones that are most memorable? Fuck, I and don't those, know, man. those might That's, sound similar, I feel like but they like seem pretty similar. Because if I say my favorites, say them, it's gonna be like teams that are really important to well, me. I'd say the like most. most me- I would just say the most memorable to you, like the like you watched them and you could do both if you want. Okay. But uh, I mean, like that's a tough question to, for me to answer for you. I. I yeah, I guess no, most I get memorable. You. Like I get like you. The, the ones that stick in your mind the most, and maybe that's your favorites. I mean, I mean the ones that stick in my mind the most are, and I'm not a, at all a Red Sox fan, but when the Red Sox won the World Series. Oh yeah. Basically, when they came back to beat the Yankees. Oh, that, that, that yeah. That I remember that one. That, that one as well. Um, that was pretty incredible. That was the four. I think it was. Yeah. Um, that was pretty incredible, and that's gonna, I'm gonna remember that forever. The Cubs won the World Series. That was yeah. incredible. Sure. Shell um, was in Chicago for that. Seriously, she was she oh was in, at a cider conference and, and it just happened to coincide with the World Series. That's incredible. Um, and she was in a hotel room and like opened the windows when it happened and the whole city just like exploded. I bet. Yeah. So. Jesus, uh, yeah. that's amazing. That would have been a pretty cool thing. That that's a here. really really cool. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, and these don't always be like positive moments, right? No, whatever just sticks in your mind. Like I, guess. I remember when the Blazers blew the lead against yeah. the Lakers. Sure, that one's in my mind forever. That I mean, that's I, I, that's never gonna leave. No, we'll never leave. No. <laughs> it's never gonna leave. Um, I mean, like the the the, the Michael Jordan shot over By- Byron Russell. Yeah, uh, it sticks in my head. It's not necessarily a postseason run. But, sure. Uh, when the Braves finally won the pennant against the Pirates. There you go. Uh, the Sid Bream. Yeah, the super slow run around third, the, the awkward slide and score, yeah. and get there to the the uh, the, end of the World Series against the Twins, and that's a whole other whole other story. Yeah, but uh, gosh, that earthquake! The earthquake the, uh, that the was Bay, that's Bay definitely one of World mine. Series. I, that one's stuck in my mind because uh, that was the moment I became an A's fan. Really, I mean, I was an A's fan kind of like in '88, but that was like I remember I remember vividly watching that entire series, and like yeah. that was the start of me being an A's fan. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's certain moments that like, and not necessarily like a whole postseason, but there's certain moments that like will always like stand out to yeah. me, like like the Rams stopping Kevin Dyson on the one yard line at the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Rams winning that Super Bowl. Um, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the David Tyree catch yeah. on the helmet, which is ridiculous. Sure. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons meltdown. Yeah, that was a big one. And the Patriots went back. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. The uh, the last pre the whole preseason for the Blazers last year was will always take my mind because of what Dame Lillard did, and because of what CJ did. Against yeah, Denver. I was going to say it's not just. I mean, Dame was the first series with the yeah, Wave, it was a and shot. Then CJ took over that Denver series, yeah. and then Golden State was a little bit obviously. Pressure, but, uh, no, I agree with that. I think that even like uh, the the Dame shot over Houston knocked them out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh Yeah, that's a I mean there's a lot. I mean it's hard to really pick blazer moments because there was there were so many great runs when we were kids. Yeah. With the you know, the direct All I really remember era. is that what year was that against the Bulls? Ninety uh ninety one? Ninety one, ninety two. Ninety one, ninety two. Um 
<laughs> for some reason, the only thing I remember is listening to that, I think it was game two on the radio where we got destroyed by like 30 points yeah. and yeah. just being so sad and then <laughs> yeah. knowing that that was going to be it because obviously Michael Jordan. Yeah, um, Michael Jordan. Even in game two, I remember thinking, well, that's it. We're not going to keep coming back because he's so dominant. Yeah, I don't know if there's any other postseason that really screams out of me. I mean, I'm a Niner fan, but there was something like it's hard to like pinpoint one. I'll say like, a moment that will stick with me forever is Scott Norwood of the wide right. Oh, yes, that's right. I was a big Bills fan then, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that sucked, man. That that sucked hard. That was rough. Uh, Elway winning his first Super Bowl was really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, there's a million of them. There's going to be a million more. Remember when Peyton won the Super Bowl with his noodle arm? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not a good memory. I that's just remember forgettable. It. That's forgettable. <laughs> it's forgettable. It's forgettable. To me, that's forgettable. I just remember that they won because of their defense, and he had a noodle arm. That's yeah, I mean, I think the, <laughs> the Saints won the Super Bowl after Katrina. Sure. It was, yeah. pretty, it was pretty cool. It was yeah. a pretty cool moment. I'm not a Saints fan, but uh, that's it was true. a cool moment. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. Yeah. A lot of good moments. I mean, is there anything that stands out to you? I mean... No, I, I really think we just covered everything. I mean, like I said, oh, for the most part, yeah. I, like I said, the A's one, the uh, the earthquake series was was one of the first real big memories I had, um, and I and I definitely remember the Red series yeah. after the year after where the A's. I think they got swept, right? Yeah, they got swept. That was the Jose um, Rio. And the Reds just they, the they were just so hot, um, and the A's had no chance. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, yeah, yeah, we mentioned them all. The, the, <laughs> the playoffs against the Lakers um, was oh. a, is always stuck in my mind. I, um, yeah, that one was rough. <laughs> I remember being was... very, very unhappy with that one. Um, it took the... a long time for me to get over that. Oh yeah, that was hard, a long and, and it time. really that was like the end of the Blazers' real. I mean, that was the end of the Blazers for like almost you know for a while. I mean, they kind of yeah. did all right for a few years, and then it then it all imploded, and we were bad for a few more. Um, and until Brandon Roy got here, it was not fun since about then. It was like a downhill until then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we mentioned all of them. Yeah. We kind of talked about them. So, yeah, that's it for me on that on that particular topic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of any more. So. No. Nothing. Other I'm than... sure once we once we stop recording, I'm going to be like, oh, there's this there's thing. That one. Yeah, 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 the I one think... where the guy is. The one where the guy scored the thing. Yeah. The sports ball. Sports ball. There's just no hockey. I don't there. know any hockey. I don't. I, don't <laughs> no I guess if I was a Timbers fan, I would probably remember when the Timbers won it all. But um, I remember when the Timbers won the MLS Cup. It was awesome. Yeah, I, watched the, I, I watched the match. I but did like, not watch I, it. I remember know, the I, city being very happy. I'm just I'm not, not trying to knock on any Timbers. I'm fans just not either. a huge soccer guy. I'm not. And I'm it's, the same it's way. not to say it's a bad sport. It just I've never really dived into it. Yeah, sure. The way that a lot of people do. I mean, so. do you count like uh, Oregon Duck bowl games? Because there's been a lot of painful ones there. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, Casey. Auburn, I think of. Oh uh, yeah, well, Michael Dyer was down. Yeah, very clear, he was down. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you if you bring that up, then you're talking about like the the, the Ducks Rose Bowl victory. Yeah, the first Rose James Bowl victory. Winston. Oh the, yeah, for, yeah. Uh, and the the one the Winston one. the Winston one to get into the the, the, first, the very first playoff. <laughs> my favorite gift ever. It's my favorite gift ever. Um, Oh, there's a there's a lot. To, I mean, there was there was the the Fiesta Bowl where DeAnthony Thomas took the opening kickoff 100 yards for a touchdown mm-hmm. down the yeah. sideline. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great. Sure. Stuff. I mean, sure. There's 
Even even in a loss, there's that that Rose Bowl the Ducks went to with the Gang Green defense with Danny mm-hmm. O'Neill at quarterback against you know Kajana Carter and, and Kerry Collins, Kerry Collins and Kyle Brady and, and the, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Yeah, know? and got run over. Uh, it was closer than people thought. Was it? We hung for a while. Mm. We hung for a while. Danny O'Neill plays damn hard out. His little Mormon heart out. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, no, there's a lot there. I mean, there's there's a ton of. I mean, if you if you want to go that deep, you want to go in the NCAA tournament, the basketball. Uh, I mean, like. I'm a Duke fan, so yeah. I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, the Leitner shot over Kentucky is the single greatest college basketball moment of all time. Besides, May, it's my lifetime. When I was yeah. watching, I should say, because if you go and go back further, there's the the NC State Villanova where the Valvano and the, the whole thing. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, anything else? Playoff wise, but in, in general, before we wrap up. I don't think so. No? What else? Uh, what, what do you got going on this week? Going on this week? You're, you're living the bachelor life. This well, last yeah, days. until Tuesday, tomorrow. What is going on? I don't know, man. Nothing, really. Yeah. <laughs> it, was all, it was all like watching movies last week. Yeah. So uh, what did you watch? You, you, so you did a little horror movie. Uh, oh, that's right. Fast, yeah. Right? Well, we can so, talk about that real quick. Yeah. So I get, you gave me a good, pretty good list. I got through. I only watched one off your list. Yeah. Um, I watched Halloween. Sort of excellent. I've never seen Halloween in my life. Yeah, to preface this, so Casey never really he never really grew up watching horror movies. Yeah, and now and I've watched is, a few over the years, but I haven't watched a ton. Yeah, but but, but Michelle possibly. doesn't love. She does not like horror scary movies, movies. So, so I can't like start wa- knocking them off the list with Shell. Yeah. I have to watch them on my own. So this was a great opportunity for you to sure. knock some out. So Casey asked me for a a list, and I gave him a far too deep list probably that no, I needed no. to in the time being but no it's a great list yeah so I'm really curious what you watched what you didn't so. it was just uh, the only thing I watched of your list was Halloween I watched Halloween okay uh, I thought it was I thought it was real uh, excellent good fun real excellent <laughs> well, I'm trying to like I didn't think it was like obviously it wasn't scary because I don't know no it's just not the scary story. it's kind of a campy-ish movie well the thing is you and, know the story the, now the though the soundtrack too. is so great like that that whatever it is yeah. Um, but, but it's just, it's, it is fun to nitpick. I enjoyed nitpicking, like, cut some things on that one. Um, just like, why, why does she need to wash her clothes? Did like, you she spills me- the butter on her clothes and then she just starts taking it off in the kitchen. It's like, I gotta wash these. It's like just, you do. That's great. I love it. Like you do. Do I mean, you like, know? And when you're at another person's house babysitting, you just deal with that I shit. I mean, if I spill butter on my pants, guess what? Pants are coming pants off, Pants are guys. off right then and there. Okay, where I'm at, pants are off. Oh, what's this? So yeah. that, I mean, that was great. And it was actually pretty humorous. There's some funny stuff, like just the, the, the girl she was babysitting being seemingly being so oblivious, but, it, but knew where she was the whole time. She's like, oh yeah, yeah she's locked in there. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good it was a good movie, and you know there were some scary parts, and like Michael Myers is a pretty scary character. Um, Absolutely, uh, but I enjoyed that. I mean, and Halloween was the first like legit horror movie, like sure. successful, like commercially. Donald Pleasance and his overacting is great. Oh, it, you should watch. <laughs> keep watching watch Halloween's more. then, because it's it, it's great. It only gets worse for um, Mr. Pleasance. And then I I had to watch The Shining with my dad just because. Uh, uh, I listened to the rewatchables most recently, the most recent one, and they talked about The Shining, and, and that's one of my favorite movies. So I had to, I had to dive into that one again. Um, and it's just great. I mean, I've seen that so many times. Um, such an excellent movie. What's your favorite part of The Shining? My favorite part, my God. Is there a scene that stands out or anything at all? Fuck. Um, I guess the scene 
where she goes into the room t- to look for him. Um, for Jack. For Jack Torrance, uh, her husband. And he's not, he's not in there, and she's freaked out. She has the bat, because I think that's when she... F- oh, I don't remember exactly what happened before. But something happened. She saw something. Anyway, I think she heard about the woman being in the bathroom, the bathtub, or something like that. Oh, the... The, the, uh, the creepy old... The creepy the old... Young to old. Maybe that was it. Yeah. I, I can't that, quite remember. That I think that's it. Still That scene is very yeah. creepy. But this this is when she comes down, she has the bat, and she's looking for Jack, because she. I think she then realizes that there's somebody in the house. Or she thinks there's somebody in the house. Yeah. Well, why not? Um, and she goes and pick, starts reading through what he's been writing. And it's just, yeah, you know, um, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. In different styles. And, yeah. and just pages and pages and yeah, pages. It's the, and best, pages. It's, it's the best scene of the movie. In my and then, you know, you just notice her getting more and more shocked as she looks at more. Which, um, yeah, anyway. And then he comes and sees her and they get into the big thing and he chases her. On the stairwell. On the stairwell and she yeah. hits him with the bat. And drive. Anyway, I think that's probably my favorite scene. But there's, it's really tough to des- to decide that because there's so many great scenes and Jack Nicholson just eats the screen up. I mean, I think he's absolutely incredible in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Which, remind, which I'm curious because yeah. since we're talking about movies and we'll just do this real quick. Yeah. Um. Thinking about his performance is easily one of my like top, not my top performances in in movies, maybe a top five, whatever. Do you have like a top, a top five actor actress, oh, eating dude. up the screen time, acting in a particular role or whatnot <laughs> in a movie? I thought about um, this a bit. It's, it was hard for me to pick a few, but you must have a few, and I'm very curious to hear because I'm always looking for. Whatnot, you know. Oh boy, this is a. You don't have to pick five. Just this pick is a, it's, it's a heavy question. Um, I can't rank them because I have no time to rankings, really think about ranking. Subjective anyway. I mean, you could put. Yeah. You could put it. You can. It could change. And I mean, the first thing that popped in my head was Edward Norton in Primal Fear. I have never seen that. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say anything about it okay. because that. I'm gonna write it down. I know should, the. I've heard the movie, but I've yeah, just never actually seen it. Watch the movie before I spoil it for you. Um. It was the first time I ever saw Edward Norton in anything. Okay. It might have been his first role, honestly, the more I think about it. Um, incredible. Okay. And Edward Norton's one of my favorite, one of my favorite actors, so it's... it's sure. You know, I'm, I'm a little biased that way, I guess. Um, God, Nicholson in The Shining is so fucking good. It is. I mean, it's so, it's so hard to not this put that is, on the list. A, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, that's, that's, that's a... Really hard question. I know. Put you um, on the spot. It's a tough one. You got to think about it, maybe. But, yeah. I mean, you could say a handful of stuff Pacino's done. Sure. I mean, obviously, Scarface is what you're going to go to, you know, but like. You know, I just started watching his Heat. I hadn't actually never seen it. I got about halfway heat through is, and heat's I, fun. I was just tired last night. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's good. I'd say it's fun. Sure. It's just a lot going on. Definitely. Um, I've never been a huge De Niro guy. No. The way you are. I think you're more of a De Niro fan than I am. Ah, De Niro and Raging Bull. Uh, that's easily one of my top fives. He's incredible in Raging Bull. Yeah. It's he, good. It's really good. I mean, like, I just don't know if I... And I don't know if I have another, like, anyone to supplant him in the top five. I think if I had more time to think about it, I'd probably come up with something better. It doesn't have to be like he is the top five actor. I'm just talking that particular performance. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you're saying. I mean, just like... The, the scene when he gets bashed by Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Robinson um, 
it's, it's kind of the end of his like run and and he just he doesn't go down he just walks up to him bloodied face he's like you never got me down yeah you never got me down it's just great I don't know but yeah it's right up there with like you know Adam Sandler and Billy Madison <laughs> right yikes it's not funny. is better. Adam Sandler? I mean, his career is like a joke now. Oh, yeah, well. He's super rich, thanks to Netflix, yeah. but he's, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, God, great performances, man. That's, it's so hard because, like, there's so I'm many. Not, like, Dan Day Lewis and, like, I was thinking there will be blood. blood. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's. That's got to be up there. That's a good one. Um, I just keep thinking of like like, like the great actors of our like our generations. So you're talking about like you know guys like Daniel Day Lewis and Leo and Brad Pitt. And I don't know if there's like really a role that like defines them. Yeah, you know the way like De Niro. Like you can make the argument Raging Bull defined De Niro. Yeah, or Taxi Driver, one of the two, probably. I think Raging Bull more. I think personally. so too. Yeah. Personally, I mean, he might be the minority of that, but like I, I, I don't, I think he went best uh, uh, actor for that. I mean, I would say maybe Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Sure, um, oh, he's great. I mean, I, that, that was stuff, but yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, man, that's a hard. Yeah, question. that's that's one that needs a little more. That's thought, just a, I think. that's that's one that really got to do. I think on. I need like some time to kind of write. Stuff I mean, down, like you could make rewatch stuff. You can make a legit argument for like Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Okay. Yeah. You know, like sure. I mean, like she was fucking frightening. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, or even Kathy Bates in Misery, she was frightening yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, the, I I wonder how good Kathy Bates was compared, like if you put someone else in James Caan's role there. Sure. Because like yeah. James Caan was really underrated in that role. Yeah. I think so. Anyway. That's true. He was. Yeah. That's a tough one. Man, we went, we went, we went deep in the. We did weird movies there. Right. <laughs> like we went kind of all over the place on that one. Yeah. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna do a movie podcast. I'd love to do a movie podcast. Well, we'll we'll figure out. Uh, the only problem is like I think we've talked about this before. Is like I've always wanted to do this, and I and I you I think I just recently got into the rewatchables, and and you, you obviously it's been around for a while, but yeah, I listened to that. and I'm like, fuck, this is like the perfect movie podcast. I don't know what you could even do movie wise, but I just yeah, it would be it'd be fun to talk about movies because we both love movies and we we have a little different tastes, a little bit, not like they they line up, but they're they we have kind of different. It'd just be fun to talk about. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We watched, uh, this last week we watched, so Melissa and I have that list. Oh, that yeah. We, we, You're still knocking that out? Well, we had taken a very long break. Sure. And now we're like, oh, God, we don't have much time. Because we had to, we'd give ourselves a year sure. to knock it out. And yeah. now we're like, oh, God, we only have a couple months left. Yeah. There's only so many weeks. So we got to start cranking. So we watched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, which is the best animated movie I've seen in, in I can't even tell you how long. Okay. It's, Incredible, yeah. flawless, absolutely, perfectly flawless. Movie. Yeah. Um, and then one of her movies was a, uh, a movie called The Sweet Hereafter. Okay. Um, beautiful movie. Don't recommend seeing it. Oh yeah. It's super depressing. Uh, okay. Super depressing. It's uh, Adam Egan is the director. He did uh, Chloe and uh, a lot of indie movies. Um, but uh, it's super depressing. Yeah. I mean, like, there was at one point, like halfway through, I turned to Melissa and I was like, I'm never fucking watching this again. You know this, yeah. right? <laughs> and she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, this is like, seriously, like, you, like, it's like Requiem you, for a Dream. Like, kind you fucking bummed me, like, bum me out here. 
it's it's about a it's about a uh, a small town in Canada, um, like very small town in Canada, and it like jumps around like in the timeline between like it's, it's it follows a lawyer who is there and he's there to talk to the people in the town to start a class action lawsuit uh, because there's a school bus that essentially kills like gets in a crash and kills all the kids in the town. Okay, fun. Yeah. yeah, super <laughs> uplifting, very yeah. comedic. It's great. It's, but it's uh, well done, right? It is. It's yeah. beautifully shot. It's really well written. Um, yeah. It's it's a really good movie. I just don't think I ever want to watch it again. Sure. Again, like Requiem for a Dream or like a Deer. I've Hunter. seen that far too much. Really, yeah. I've only seen it both once. of them. Both I, of them. Too I saw it too once much. and I couldn't go any. De- I couldn't. I. That's one of those. I'm like, I can't watch this. Requiem movie. or Deer Hunter. Requiem. I could probably watch Deer Hunter again. I saw it once a long time ago. I've seen Deer Hunter twice, and I've seen Requiem probably ten times. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? I like Aronofsky, yeah. <laughs> I like Aronofsky too, but... Yeah, I know. My God, it's, it's that hard. one's pretty rough. It's it's hard. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we have, I mean, we have to start cranking this movie list. Sure. So that's what yeah. we're... That's good, that's, that's what we're going to work on. I like that, I like that idea. I think it's, idea. Uh, it's my choice next, so I don't know where I'm going to go with it. I think I'm going to try to do something lighthearted because yeah last one I watched was sweeter sure. after so yeah i kind of want to do something like uh you know, one of the movies on my list i've seen it a million times but i want to watch it again is forgetting sarah marshall that's a great one so i yeah. kind of want to put that on there again just because it's like yeah kind of hard to be in a bad mood watching that sure you know? that's true anyway so we'll, we'll try to crank that out uh hopefully this weekend yeah um we'll see i mean i don't know it's running out of time when's the when's your february Okay, you got a few months. We got a lot of that. Can you just to be go. like a little uh, loose on the old deadline there? I mean, we could. But it's really it's it's, it's Melissa. Melissa's like we have this many weeks and this many oh, movies, so we got to cry. Okay. I'm like, whoa! And then she wants to do it again. Oh, but she that's wants to fun, like, though. but she wants to like refine the categories more. Okay, and like get like deep into it. And I'm like, I, I mean, I, I love it, but I'm like also like, dude, this is a lot of work. <laughs> like, sure. A lot of thought I process. got a lot of movies over there, man. You want to take a look, add some to your collection, you can. I you can still take. have a handful of movies that are yeah. on our list that are just yeah. sitting. What do you there. got there again? I got to tell you which uh, ones you got to watch then. I mean, they're all movies I've seen. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Like, Doctor Strange Love, No Country That's for Old right. Man. These are all like wild cards on my list. Yeah. yeah. Like, Strangers on a Train oh. is one I think you let us borrow. Probably. Maybe you read it. I don't know. If it's not there, then yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not in your I shelf, imagine, I can't imagine anyone you know ha- owns Strangers on a Train. It'd be you. It'd be me, that's what I'm saying. It'd be the one, yeah. 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 I think we still have it. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't Either know. way. Well, Melissa's, Melissa's got some weird indie movies that we just can't find. Okay. So it's just, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, either we pay like the five bucks or whatever it is to rent it for um, it one time on Comcast yeah. or we go to Movie Madness and rent it. Sure. Or try to find it in the library, I guess, but. Whatever. Fair enough. That's good times. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah that's all I got. I think that's it, right? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you can you can uh, you know do us a big favor and and subscribe and rate and comment on our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Google. Uh, we're there on all of them. You can email us at. Gracious Losers Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter at Losers Gracious, at CW McGrath, at Vulcan Pancake. Um, we love having uh, interaction with you guys. So yeah. let us know what you want to hear, when you want to hear it, how you want to hear it. We'll try to accommodate you the best that we can. 
Um, other than that, a big shout out to the Stubborn Lovers for letting us use their music for the intro outro. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Later.